Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Today's episode is a Female Friday feature. These are real, raw conversations I have with fellow female professionals. We talk about how they got their start in their individual specialties, their business journeys, their challenges. We have some laughs and maybe some tears along the way. I think having these conversations is so important because it's validating to see that there's no one right way to find success in this industry. If you're interested in being a guest on a future Female Friday episode, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at Krista at PilatesInTheGrove.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-A at PilatesInTheGrove.com. Now let's meet today's guest. Hello, welcome back everyone to another edition of Female Fridays. And I'm excited here to share my screen today with Hannah Kyle. Joining us from Brooklyn. And so I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself so she can tell us who she is, where she's from, and what it is that she does. So take it away. Hi, Krista. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, I'm Hannah Kyle, and I currently live in Brooklyn, New York, although I grew up upstate. So I've got a wholesome, wholesome background um, and city life. It's really been a, a, a prime actor on my life these days. So I'm a movement maven and um, I work in a variety of modalities. I started as a massage therapist, then I uh, became a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist. And then I pursued personal training to kind of tie it all together because uh, strength became really important to me and as it is for many. So uh, in my work, I'm passionate about uh, helping people find ways to move through and with pain and chronic illness. I believe that movement can make everyone feel better and allow people to be more able to go about their activities of daily life and then some and that uh, and, and I love supporting people in becoming strong enough to engage in the actions and the movements that matter to them. Physical movements, social movements, all the kinds of movements. I love that. I love the movement, Maven. I love that. That's such, that's great. And I love your philosophy about movement. I think that's great. And so where, so now I'm curious, where upstate are you from? Cause I'm from upstate too. <laughs> Syracuse. <laughs> oh, so I'm right outside of Syracuse. Is it really Syracuse? Or are you from a uh-huh. city outside of Syracuse? And nobody nope. knows the name of, so, okay. So I was born in Rome, nice. New York, which is just outside of Syracuse. I grew up in Utica. So, and my yep. parents went to SU. So they're orange men. So yes, very cold up there. Yes. So we don't uh, often get back there. Definitely not in the winter. But yeah, so whenever someone says upstate, I'm like, oh, we're upstate. I know upstate. Um, Me too. It's fun to connect. 
So why don't you tell, like, how did you, did you have a interesting story or journey of how you got into movement in the first place? Well, I started moving as a child because I was enrolled in ballet classes okay. and I was enrolled in like classical rigorous ballet technique with some jazz and modern on the side. And um, I really always loved it. Uh Maybe at some point I had some other feelings about it, but I've come around back to loving it. And I, even as a non-professional dancer, I, I take ballet and it's so um, enlivening. And I think a familiar form has significance. So I was dancing and I was dancing, I was dancing. And then I went to college and I didn't dance as much. And I got a degree in arts administration and I realized that I didn't like sitting at a desk and that I wanted to move. Um, to what extent that sort of has an overlap with anxiety is something that I find I have a lot, a lot of interest in at this point in my life, but um, as an adult, but as a, as a 20 something, I, I was like, no, I just wanna keep moving. Um, so I went to massage therapy school and uh, let me tell you, massage is definitely movement and labor. <laughs> It is not easy on the body. Um, and then I, I, yeah, I layered in yoga and all this other stuff to sort of heal myself, heal the injuries that I incurred while dancing um, and to sort of figure out why, why my body was doing what it was doing and then uh, offer that information or tools to other people. The other thing that influenced me in pursuing movement and healing is that my father had chronically progressive multiple sclerosis. So mm -hmm. that's a neurological disorder. And for many people, it's um, not quite as debilitating as it was for my father. So um, I watched him suffer for a lot of my upbringing and it gave me a lot of perspective. Um, it taught me to so many things, um, enjoying doing what I can do when, while I can do it and make the most of my time and work for what I believe in and to have a good time, have some fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, cause you never know. And, right. um, it also taught me to be really present with my clients, um, whatever they're going through. Um, and that it's not about, for me, working with people is not about fixing people, but it's about listening and starting with people where they are rather than having an expectation or, or an agenda. Right. And right. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I completely agree with, you know, movement or, you know, working with people is not about fixing them, but about listening and being where they are on their journey and where they want, where they want to go. Um, I think somebody posted something yesterday, now I can't remember what day it is. But anyways, I, I saw somebody posted something about, you know, we should try not to interject our story onto our clients or patient story. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was a really powerful thing, because it's it is just like you said, we should listen to them and get to them to where they want to be. So, um, so maybe let's talk a little bit more about that kind of what do you how do you feel that that's um, you know, beneficial and powerful, how powerful that is when working with clients, when we actually can listen to them and work in, in within their goals and their, you know, um, structure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, I have found that a lot of people report that their experience with chronic pain and the medical system is that they don't feel particularly heard or understood. Mm-hmm. And I also observe that there's a lot of, um, I think, diagnostic, leaning on diagnostic, um, if this, then this, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. if someone yeah. exhibits this pain, then you should do this for it. Or if right. your muscles feel tight, then let's use a muscle relaxer or something like that. Um, I'm not a doctor. So uh, I feel lucky that I can have a different perspective. And um, so being with people in what they're experiencing on that day. Um, I mean, and also having a relationship over a period of time is quite useful. Um, but I, one thing that I try to do is offer a different uh, experience than going to the doctor where we have more than 15 minutes together and mm-hmm. we have a lot of dialogue. I think that my work really thrives on the back and forth. Um, I get to ask someone, how does this feel when you do, when you move your arm like this, the, what does you, what's the sensation? And um, there's so many parts to that. One is like the more that the more that you as an individual can identify the sensations you're experiencing, the more information you have to respond to them and to know what you need or want to try next. Um, another thing, I got so excited about that that I forgot <laughs> the other thing. <laughs> um, I just really want to hear from people like it is a collaborative um, experience that is a collaborative therapy that I'm not necessarily the expert of someone else. They are the expert of them. And I'm bringing my toolbox into the room. Yes. Yes. That's great. Cause you're right. They are the expert of them. Um, and, and, and we are not, and I do agree that some of the biggest things we hear with patients that have chronic pain is that they don't really feel like they're being heard. Um, you know, and I think that that's really important to listen to people and, and value what it is, what their experience is. And a lot of times that's just what they, which that's just what they want. And, and they just want someone to be honest with them really, I mm-hmm. think, you know, so I yeah, think that or just someone super to powerful. talk it through often just someone right. to talk it through with, because sometimes there's a power dynamic with a doctor. I mean, I've certainly experienced sure. that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if even if the doctor says something that I don't agree with, or like, no, I don't think you're right. Or let me ask another question about that. I don't feel like I always have, I can take their time. Right. And so, so, I mean, not to knock anything that doctors do. In fact, I find that having a diagnosis is very useful whenever possible. And the way that (laughs) modern science and medicine can like look inside our bodies and see what's happening inside our knees is amazing. Yeah. But some things are just not always black and right. Some things are not always black and white, you know, like a torn meniscus is a torn meniscus. They can see it. You're right. Like on a diagnostic, Um, some things you can't see on a diagnostic. So some things we talk about are diagnosis of exclusion, Mm -hmm. right? Like, well, we know, well, we know it's not this. Right. And so, um, I have found that with working with people like that, you know, even if you're saying, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure what this is, but what I do know is I think movement is going to be good for you. And so mm-hmm. I'm here to, you know, 
go on this journey with you and we'll take it day by day or session by session, whatever we're going to do. And, you know, we're going to do what feels great. We're not going to do what doesn't feel great. And hopefully we'll move, you know, and I, I truly find that if patients or clients are on board with that, then we can become very successful. Even if we're not a hundred percent sure what we're working with, because the goal is to make them feel better make them function, exactly. make them feel better, make them happy, make them move with less pain, make them allow them to, you know, if what they want to do is walk their son or daughter down the aisle at the wedding. Like, what are we going to do so that you can reach that goal? Totally. Totally. I love a strength-based approach where, yeah, the shoulder might be really getting to you on a certain day, but what's going well. And then, yeah sort of leaning into that as a base. So we're teaching the body that things are possible and um, that the person is strong and is capable. And like, there's, there's a spectrum within everyone. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and I, and I do agree this, the um, body is strong. Our mind is very strong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our body is stronger than our minds will allow us to believe sometimes. Um but yeah, you know, I love the term, like we can do hard things in a certain capacity. I don't love the term, no pain, no gain. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's <laughs> yep. educating people to listen to their body. And, and I feel the most accomplishment when my clients or patients are ready to leave me and they feel secure and confident enough that they can go do whatever it is that they want. And they have the tools in their toolbox, like you said, to be able to navigate that independently and on their own. Absolutely. I love it when a person is done with their therapy. Yeah. I kind of feel like the, you know, when you kind of um, it's, you know, sometimes almost like I feel with my children, like they're, you know, we, we curate as much as we can in their life, but they're their own individuals. And when they Mm -hmm. kind of fly away, you say like, I hope I did the best I can. And go into the world, right? Mm -hmm. So when you know, and we have patients sometimes too, that they're like, well, I just want to come one more week. And I said, but you know, you don't need to come one more week, right? You (laughs) know, you're great (laughs) to be on your own. You know, I think there's a difference between choosing an experience and feeling like you need an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a difference between saying, I choose to go see the massage therapist this week versus I need to go see the massage therapist this week because I can't survive without them. I think there's a very, there are different, you know, mindset because you could choose and, and we have clients, I, I'm sure that you probably do too. We have clients that choose to stay with us because mm-hmm. they, they love the movement and they love the experience, et cetera, et cetera. But I just always want to make sure that they understand the distinction between needing to and choosing to. Absolutely. Yep. Something that I, that I love to see happen is how at the beginning of the session, someone is feeling stressed and tension from whatever is happening in their day. And then by the end of the session, they're much more relaxed and their mind is more present. It's, it's awesome. And then how can I set them off on their, on their journey of knowing how to access those things that exist within them because then they can that's what I continue to take it outside mm -hmm. of mm -hmm, whether it's in the four walls or maybe not four walls in this time Mm -hmm. day and time but wherever that is they can take it and thus spread it out into the world yep a big thing I learned as a yoga therapist was was that exactly that being 
being present comes in all different ways. It's not just one way of getting there. Yes, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's really powerful. I do believe that if people feel better, they will then be better neighbors, mm-hmm. better sons, better daughters, better parents, better spouses or partners. Um, oh my goodness. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can have, I like to say, if I can just be a little piece of that experience and that's makes everything I do, you know, worth it. So I think that's really powerful. Um, yeah. Where do you see, I would say, how do you see um, the role of the female healthcare and wellness professional, maybe either how it's from when you started your journey to where it is now and what you see looking forward in the future. If there was any advice that you can maybe give a younger um, female coming up in this industry, something maybe yeah. you wish you knew when you started. Mm. <laughs> There's lots of questions mm. rolled all into one. Right? That was a lot of questions. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I've seen power build over the past 15 years that I've been in, in this industry. And um, certainly the, the advent of the use of the internet, whoo, yes. <laughs> that's been For, incredible definitely. As, as in terms of providing resources and having access to, you know, the exact right person that, that one would want to work with. Um, Cause I've, I've been to, you know, there's, there's a practitioner for everyone out there, but it's not always the first person you meet. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of advice, I think one of my big learning curves along the way has been to spend time in introspection. So I spent a lot of time in like the first five years of my career meditating and um, going on meditation retreats that were really intense. Um, So, you know, if you're up for intense, go for it. But if you're not up for intense, then choose something that seems doable. But regardless, to spend time with introspection, meditation, and really learning, learning my own, learning your own, I'll speak for myself here. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time learning my own responses and my like response mechanisms and mm-hmm. how I feel when I don't have what I need. And all of the all of the ways that I was responding to the world also fed into how I was working with people. So if I'm not feeling calm and stable and I'm feeling really anxious, then I'm not going to provide as good of a session as as beneficial of a session. I say good like in air quotes. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I once had a I once had a boss say, "Give her a really good massage." And I was so appalled at that because I was like, "What do you think I'm doing every yeah, time like, I go all in the my room? massages are good." Yeah, exactly. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think my goals are anything but? So anyway, um <laughs> that job burned me out. Uh <laughs> but yes. it, so so learning like what what one's capacity is. I learned what my capacity is. Mm-hmm. I learned that um, the because I'm a generally flexible person, right? I'm a dancer into yoga. I felt good stretching. And I learned over a good period of time that I actually needed more strength for my body mm-hmm. to be happy doing the work that I was doing, standing, pushing on people, right. um, biking around the city. Uh, yeah, let's see. So it's sort of like a, you know, fill your cup so you can serve others kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can't give from an empty cup. I do truly yeah, believe yeah, that. that. 
Yeah, and I do believe that uh, that we as healthcare and wellness professionals, we all, we also have to kind of protect our energies and stuff. And sometimes working with people, I think it's important. We have to be filled because you're you're absolutely right. Our anxious energy or negative energy can be you're 100 right that you know, and I, that maybe we're not going to give someone, and I say in air quotes too, the good experience that they deserve if we bring certain things to the table. And, and on the same time, I try as a practitioner not to take on the, if there is a negative energy from my clients, especially if you're dealing with people that are in chronic pain in some sense mm-hmm. that we try to navigate as much of a positive, you know, experience. And sometimes people, you know, they, maybe they just need a day where they just need to vent and they need to say, like, yep. I feel I'm mad about my yep. disease or my yep. chronic symptoms. And that's okay. We just want to protect ourselves from yep. feeling it. Yep. You know? And that's so, what those, that's what those self-care practices are about. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. developing whatever I, I want to say, whatever anyone believes in, in terms of um, energetic practices, like lean into that, find what works for you and keep doing it because, and keep your cup full so you can keep filling other people's cups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so wonderful. Um, I'd love for you to share where people can find you, whether they're in the New York area, or if you're doing anything online, as most people are in this post COVID era. Absolutely. Um, I, don't do a whole much, a whole bunch in person right now because yeah. because of COVID, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> totally changed my life in this way. But what I am doing on the internet, I'm very proud of. At the beginning of the pandemic, I started a program called Five Minute Movement, and uh, how it works is subscribers get a text message every day with a video uh, that they can follow along with of five minutes of movement, and it's. A wide variety of movements for all different parts of the body with a little bit of anatomy with a little biomechanics. Um, so I have a fun time fusing all of my different kinds of knowledge to offer people um, a little break from the desk, you know? Yes, that's so great. Can, so, and they can, can they find that? Where, yes. where can they find that info? My website is hanakyle.com. It's my first name, oh, H-A-N-A-K-Y-L-E. Yes, yeah. makes it And so I'm on Instagram. Easy. Yeah, on Instagram, Hanukkah. And we'll post all of that in the copy so you guys can find. I love that five minutes of movement and just a quick text with a little bit of movement that people can choose to do anytime during their day. Mm -hmm. And that's such a doable way to start. Yeah, some people do it. Some people do it right when they get it. Some people save it up till the end of their work day. Some people save it up for a couple days and then do 15 minutes of movement at the same time. It's great. Very great. That's so great. Well, I hope people check it out. I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It was a pleasure learning more about you. And I love your philosophy and, you know, movement. And I hope people reach out. And I love that five minutes of movement. I'm going to be sure to check it out. Thanks, Krista. And you know what I have uh, that I'm just remembering, I can send you the link to share with your listeners is um, a, a sample series. It's a five day sample series. So it won't be oh, text wonderful. messages. It'll be yeah. emails, but it's free. And it'll go right to your, your email inbox, which we're all looking at pretty regularly. Uh, anyway. Pretty regularly. And everyone could use a little movement, a little time away mm-hmm. from the desk. Well, I appreciate that. That's so generous of you. And I'm sure our listeners would love it. So 
Fauna Kyle, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Female Fridays. Thanks, Krista. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.